Hey guys, this is Golden Love. I'm Evelyn. My name is Natalie. And we're the Goldens. Our goal is to spread love, positivity, and help people start their healing journey. Today we will discuss traumas within the Hispanic culture, different types of trauma, our personal experiences with trauma, and what you can do to start healing. All right, so let's get into the Hispanic culture and trauma, right? Let's get into those main topics. Um, there's just so much to talk about, right? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things that need to be said that have probably been shared, but I feel there's still a lot of things that are like very hidden underneath the rocks that people don't talk about. So I identify as a female Hispanic lesbian, Mexican American, and I grew up in a Hispanic household. What about you, Matt? I also identify as a Mexican-American Hispanic lesbian. And same thing, grew up in a Hispanic household. Was it hard for you? Very hard. There are a lot of things that you go through that you don't even realize how much trauma it causes down the road. You're right. You have a really good point because a lot of uh, Hispanic females, males, a lot of Hispanic cultures, we're crazy, Right. Yeah, toxic. We, very. It, it can be. It can be very toxic. And me, I, I am a victim of domestic violence. I grew up in a very toxic environment, and so then um, when I was young, it, it was always constant fighting, yelling, slamming, bad words, mm-hmm. fighting about money, fighting about possessions. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. It was terrifying. Growing up as an older sister. It was really scary because then I had to be the older one. I had to feel like I had to protect my family, my siblings. You had to grow up really fast. I grew up so fast. It was very scary. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels like that. And and I'm very, very positive. I'm not the only one who grew up like that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I second that. (laughs) Um, I think growing up, as for me, I went through more of like sexual abuse. Um... There's a lot of things that have still not been uncovered or shared with the rest of our family members. Again, because by those standards, we should just learn how to, you know, keep to ourselves. But, but absolutely, like what, what, what kind of things would you say that you encountered growing up? Like, what were some of the things that you would go through? Every other day, there was cops at the house. There was always yeah. fighting. Always, there was always violence, some type of violence, but always yelling, always, there was always domestic violence. We all went through our own share of experiences, but but then again, like we were all different ages. So right. then it's different. We all have a different perspective exactly. of domestic violence. Sure. But it was very scary for me to be the oldest girl, two younger sisters, an older gay brother. Yeah, so it, absolutely. It, it's terrifying. It was very hard. It was so scary. Like, I had to be involved in so many activities in school, right? I had to be involved in so many activities in school just to stay away from home. I didn't want to come back home. Sure. It was terrifying. You come back home, you knew there was going to be fighting. Someone was going to be upset. I was always in survival mode. Or also you felt as an inconvenience. (sighs) So I guess I had to take a pause there because... It's still it's still really hard for me to talk about it. It still kind of haunts you. Yeah. It's scary just to even talk about the topic. Or to open up to multiple people. But my... It. Yeah, and my goal is just to make it normal. Because for so many years, I kept it all inside. So about 
nine months ago in August 2022, I was diagnosed with anxiety, ADHD, and PTSD. And I always knew something was terribly wrong with me. I would always bite my nails. I would always wake up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep. Sometimes I wasn't even hungry. You were just in flight or flight. Exactly. And I just want to say real quick, like according to the American Psychological Association, uh, children who have experienced complex trauma often have difficulty identifying, expressing, and managing emotions and may have limited language for feeling states. So that's, that's, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. I feel like I can't even speak for myself. And you just have to feel out the, the energy and the vibe in the house before you can even say anything, say a hello, say ask what's going on today, say what's wrong. Like you can't even ask it like, hey, what are we going to eat today? Hey, what are we doing today? Yeah, so imagine being like 12 or 8 years old and you go you go to your parents' house, right? And you feel like a burden and you're mm-hmm. only 12 years old and you feel like you're bothering them or you're extremely afraid and scared of of asking for anything, of even having dinner with them. Basic needs. Basic needs. And why why were we so terrified? Just being just being gay itself. My parents didn't know. Right. They had no idea that I was gay. <clears throat> I couldn't be myself. I couldn't express myself. Yeah. I was hiding everything inside of me, which means I couldn't talk. I couldn't express myself. I felt like I was living in prison mm-hmm. all my life. So finally, finding out that I had that I was diagnosed with these things was very hard for me. To accept them, I think most of all, none of us want to know that we're, in a, a, I guess, broken. People might say broken, damaged because of so much traumatic event that has happened in our lives and and that's what i had to do i had to find my safe place first i had to accept it first of all i had to accept that hey you know i had anxiety and you know that's 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 why i would do all these crazy things when i was young right or that's why i lost control in college (laughs) i think we all lose a little bit of control (laughs) at some point (laughs) but you have to accept it and then you have to heal from it Mm-hmm. I agree. So what is trauma? It's an emotional response to a terrible event, such as an accident. It could be a rape. Um, there's different types of traumas. It could be disaster related. Of course, like you were saying, early childhood trauma, um, intimate partner violence, which I think that in so many ways, it could be physical and non-physical. It could be emotional and verbal abuse. Um, even people um, undergoing you know, terrorism and violence, traumatic grief, or just feeling hungry, it causes um, this response of flight or fight, you know, that you actively react to on a daily basis. And you carry that with you without even knowing, like, oh, man, like, this is not a normal state of mind, you know, like, there's a lot of things that I need to to kind of fix within myself. Why is it that I'm acting this way? Why do I react this way when somebody talks to me like this? You know, there's a lot of things that that we've kind of like uncovered together as a couple too. Um, and it's just crazy to say because not a lot of people realize it. People don't realize it until years from now. And 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 I've always thought that's it's a blessing in disguise that we've been able to unreveal a lot of things and grow together, not only as individuals, and as, you know, women, but also as, you know, a couple. And I think you're right. I think 
I shouldn't or we shouldn't be ashamed of our age when we discover healing and that we've discovered that we had anxiety and PTSD and all that. Because I was only 24. I'm 26 now. And I was only 24 when I accepted it and I began my healing journey. Wow. Yeah, I think I was only what? <laughs> it was only last year that I fully accepted it. I know and I say that and I'm so embarrassed, but you know what? <laughs> At least I've accepted it. It took me maybe like 25, 26 to start kind of realizing like something might be wrong, you know? And after last year, which was 2022, mid-year, more or less, I started realizing a lot of things too when... I know my our journeys are a little bit different, but trauma is trauma. So Yeah. I just want to mention that I think it's so crazy how your childhood trauma can actually go into adulthood. And it's a really weird perspective and angle to see it in. Yeah, because sometimes as a child you don't think that You don't know. You don't know. Never you don't know. know. Yeah. So the person that you are right now is a person you would have felt safe with as a kid. Yeah. That's deep, huh? That hit really hard. <laughs> yes, In I know. <laughs> I know, right? Like, isn't that crazy? So that's why what we do now for people. Yeah. The reason why we're loving and caring and we want to make this into a safe home, into a safe place, is because we mm-hmm. never had that as kids. Exactly. As children, as teenagers. Absolutely. That carried on for years. And now, like all the loving people that just want to give away all their love like all at a, at once uh-huh. is because we never had it when we were young <sighs> that's hard <laughs> yeah yeah isn't that crazy it is really crazy um so going back um to the whole you know the cultural thing i guess within like hispanic households i know that for a fact we're not the only people that go through, you know, it could be various different cultures. And I've seen some stuff that I don't agree with, but given the fact that we're both Hispanic and we both actually experience this, what are the things um, have you noticed that like people normalize within our community or, you know, like macho, like the whole macho Mexicano thing, the whole, um, since I'm making the money, I'm the one making the rules or what more can you say about that? They're breadwinners. Right. They provide. The so men and the the men, the all the men in the Mexican culture and the Mexican households, they provide. They bring in the money, they bring in the food, they bring in the stuff. And so then everybody in the family has to settle. You know, um back then uh my grandpa would come home bring in the food the money and everything. So then everybody would have to wait for him to come home, sit down. And then everybody would have to sit down with him and have dinner with him. So then a lot of us would have to wait all day to eat dinner, to eat food. Just to be able to have, yeah. To give him that respect because he was a breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's part of uh, the Hispanic culture as well. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it ha- it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, emotional physical mental abuse let's be honest let's be honest and in contrast with um with what you were saying um I personally went through a lot of sexual abuse and one of the things that I didn't realize I was even doing and I even have known to be doing this now that I'm older but is like the dissociation I went through sexual abuse and I would dissociate 
to, you know, I've even, you know, recently shared with you things that I've, I've uncovered within myself and have, you know, felt that I didn't know back then, you know, and there's a, you know, the whole, so I'm going to just give you the whole definition of what dissociation means. And it just means that you basically pull yourself out of your body to not experience that traumatic Mm -hmm. event. That's, that's crazy. Oh it's God. very sad for a child. Yeah. Imagine a child, a five-year-old, three-year-old, innocent, six-year-old, innocent, pulls themselves out of their body to dissociate from what is happening to them in the moment. That's horrible. That is fucking horrible. You know, the other day. <clears throat> oh my God! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm still in the healing process, and it just oh. It's always so heavy on me. I think me. it's always going to be hard. It's always going to be hard to talk about it, especially when you've been through or you've had some type of trauma. It's hard to even listen to it, talk about it, share it. It's hard. Sure, it's yeah. hard all the way around. You know, a lot of the times I felt that what I was going through was my responsibility and it was my fault that I was going through the things I was going through because it was what I deserved. And I think that no child... Or no person, you know, should be going through those things growing up when your body is just like absorbing all this new, fresh information and you should be enjoying your childhood. I, a lot of the times, remember um, shutting my eyes closed and pretending that I was just going to pretend to be asleep and I would pull myself away from wherever I was at. Um, And so... By doing so, a lot of the memories as a child, I do not remember them. And I realized throughout these years that I've been dissociating for so long. And holy crap, like I know that is very unhealthy, but at least I'm trying to like break it down now and say, okay, hey, like this is what we're going to do about this, you know? And that's, we wanted to talk about like the whole healing process, I guess, what has helped us um, heal through this crazy journey. And then... I mean, we're still going through the healing journey, but we we want to start sharing it with other people so that they can so that you guys can start healing, too, because I think we all deserve it. And we've all been through a lot already. And we're all maybe probably still going through stuff right now as we speak. And it's hard. And sometimes you feel like you have absolutely nobody. You have nobody to talk to. You have no friends. Sometimes you can't even trust your own family. Yeah, you're absolutely alone. You feel alone. And that's when we start reaching out and listening to like videos and TikToks and podcasts. And that's where we're going to come in. We want to come in to come and help people that that need the help, that need the little extra support that people don't give you nowadays. Yeah, that we've needed, you know? I've needed needed it. I'm going to be honest. I've always needed it. I've always felt like sometimes I want to hear like, hey, like, get up. Let's go. You got this. This is the reason why things are happening in your life. And it just helps so much. And sometimes it helps more when it comes from a stranger. I don't know why. It's weird. Your siblings won't listen to you, right? You try to give advice to people that you know because you've been through it. You you know, you have the experience. And you're like, let me help you out. This is my advice. But they're not going to take it because you're you're family, your siblings. Like, they're going to be like, you don't know any better than me. Yeah. But when it's a stranger, for some reason... People take that advice. And I think it also has to do because of our different ages and because we all have different perspectives and different, you know, things that we encounter. Um, And for a lot of us, it could be just different things. So, of course, not one story is going to be the same or you're not going to feel immediately um, 
oh, okay, you know, this person has been through the same thing that I've been through. There's no exact same scenario. And that's why it's so difficult to communicate with other people sometimes. I just think it's nice to be able to, you know, drive to work and listen to a podcast that might uplift your spirits and make you feel like, hey, like, I'm not the only one. There's somebody across the world, like, you know, going through this or that went through this. Um, That's the start. That's the beginning, the healing process. And I think that that's that's going to help everybody. And I mean, it's helping us. And just opening your eyes and, and knowing, like, you know, like you said, that you're not alone and you're going to be able to get through this and you're going to be able to figure out things on your own instead of relying on, you know, bad habits like drinking and and smoking and doing drugs and getting angry and, you know, don't run away. I guess that's all we can say. Yeah, don't, don't run away. Don't hide like, it. Just try to... Going make, back to the same thing, just... Accept it. Admit to the things that you've done wrong and start healing. In your own way. In your own way. And it can be any little small thing. You can start by like painting or taking walks or you just having time to sit down by yourself and reflect on things. But literally be by yourself. There's a yeah. lot of people that don't like to be alone. Yeah, sometimes. And that, I was one of them. Exactly. I, I used to be like, no, I want to go out. I want to do this. Let me just fill up my schedule because I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Exactly. And it's not even that you, you want to be alone by yourself. No, it's like you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Your thoughts can drive you crazy. Yeah, insane. I was um, the type of person to, I don't know, I would just overschedule myself for work. I worked myself so much that now, thank goodness, I'm enjoying life and I see it in a different, better perspective. Kind of like when you're trying to swim and you just put on your floaties, like that was my floaty because I did not want to go home and and sink. Deal with things. Yeah, deal with things. Deal with with your thoughts. Sometimes you don't want to go back home to your wife or your family or your kids or your friends because you just don't want to deal with it. You have such a hard time. Yeah. We don't want to make this like completely a downer podcast at all um it's more of like a support podcast (laughs) just to bring um that love and peace and try to pull each other yeah unity right try to put ourselves from like when we're having a bad day if you feel like you're alone and you're having a bad day it's good to listen to something like this just to uplift you give you a little push remind you these reminders are, are always good there's nothing wrong with reminding yourself and start thinking about it really really start reflecting and thinking about what you've gone through things that have happened in your life things that you want to heal from and i think that's definitely like the first step we can all take together and be be the best version you can be and love yourself and overcome it um and also if you feel like um you can't do it all by yourself. There's a lot of support out there, guys. You can always reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. All right, guys, that wraps up the first episode of season one. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to spread love and peace and don't give up on your healing journey. Stay golden.